The National Football League presents the Pepsi Super Bowl 41 Halftime Show. Hey, everybody. Uh, we got a little special for you today, don't we, Ed? It's very special. It's very special. Happy Super Bowl Sunday as we are. <laughs> Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Ed, who do you got? Bengals or Niners? I'm going Bengals, but I want to say, how about you? Uh, wait, is it even the Niners? No. It's the Rams. Rams. So I'm definitely, I, those two choices, I definitely picked one of the better options. Yeah, you picked the better. I'm going, uh, yeah, Bengals or Rams. I'm going Bengals just because. Yeah. The Bengals, the Bengals need a win. I'm with you. Go Cincinnati. Love Go you, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. We've been Cincinnati. long lifetime Cincinnati fans. And what I was going to say to try to make a clever little segue is that using football terminology is that with this little special pod, we're calling an audible. <laughs> we just well said, an audible everybody. We are we are everybody? In case you haven't guessed, this is a little bonus episode that Ed and I thought we would throw together uh, because. Super Bowl Sunday marks the 15th anniversary Ooh. of Prince's legendary, yeah. absolutely legendary 2007 Super Bowl halftime show. And we thought we would just throw something together real quick just to talk about it because it, it's uh, it's an anniversary that is worth remembering. Wouldn't you say, Edward? I agree. And, and listen, I have to admit that people had said to me prior to this 2006 performance, is that right? Am I doing the math right? 2007. 2007. Performance. Sorry, 2007. Yeah. Right. That, that would be the right math. Um, people would say, do you think Prince will do a Super Bowl halftime? Like Prince is not going to demean <laughs> himself and lower his standards to play for some football <laughs> game. I don't care if it's a Super Bowl or what it is. He ain't yeah. going to do it ever. Yeah. And I was living in Seoul, South Korea at the time. That this oh yes you were in, right 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 yeah 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 I will talk about all the reason I was running from the law but uh, we'll talk we'll talk about that another time <laughs> but the uh, an extradition yeah. was not, there was not a yeah. anyway. that, that's that's gonna be the subject of a whole other series that's a whole other pod we'll talk about that yeah, we're gonna but anyway that. Um, when I heard that he was performing I was like come on that's gonna suck you know but I remember accessing you know and streaming it or seeing it online and um it will get to it like it whooshy hoo hoo it was yeah. uh it was okay it was, <laughs> it was okay. okay yeah it was okay it, all uh, right. it did all right rolling stone magazine uh, a couple of years ago they did a ranking of all of the super bowl halftime shows since they started having them right they haven't always right. they didn't always have them um and they ranked them all down and uh prince was number one with a bullet Number one on that list. Um, and uh, the only thing that really was close, and Ed, you and I talked about this off the pod, was number two was U2. They ranked uh, as number two because they did the two, 2002 Super Bowl, so the first one after 9-11. And that was a really powerful moment as well. It but as, as amazing as U2 was, and they were, yeah, Prince's show um, has so many elements that seemed to be working against it. Yep. Then actually just served to elevate it. True. Right. And before we even get into that, I'm not sure if you're aware of this and I'm throwing a little curveball. Maybe I should do a different, I'm fumbling the ball, punting the ball. I'm trying to be football oriented here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, did you happen to see Prince's uh, press conference in support of this performance? So I, so I have, but not at the time I've seen it since. Yeah. 
So I think we should and, talk about that because that's also its own thing, right? Yeah, because, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know this, but I just getting prepped for this little mini pod. Um, it was supposed to be a joint press conference between with him and Billy Joel. Right. Because Billy Joel came out and did the national anthem. He's yeah. The national anthem. Right. Which I didn't, again, I didn't see the game. I only saw the halftime performance right. after it had been. Right. But right. if you guys recall, if you have seen, if you not, haven't seen it, folks go on YouTube, it's, it's worth a watch. Yeah, Prince comes out, walks out with the band. He's dressed like Prince to the nines, looking as yeah. cool as can be. And he gets up there and he has his guitar with him and all. Right. And he basically says, hey, um, I forget. I'm, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. He, I can't remember. He, said, he says something like, contrary to opinion, I, I would like to take some questions. Yeah. And then someone in the back says, Prince, how do you feel about it? And he just rips into rips to the Johnny guitar, B. Good. Shreds. He shreds. He first shreds. And he and they the band starts playing Johnny B. Good. And they do yeah. a quick little three-song set. They do Johnny B. Good. They do Another Lover Hole in Your Head, yeah. which is interesting. Yep. And then they do uh Get on the Boat. Um in the 31 album quick, we're gonna get to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get yeah, we're gonna get to that down the road. Um, and they just sort of rip through it. And then that's it. Yeah. And then they then they leave. Walked off. Yeah. They, they did his famous walk the hell off the <laughs> So folks are familiar with a website called the ringer.com. That's a website that I, I go to a lot. They do um sort of sports reporting, they do pop culture reporting, arts reporting, and they have really great writers on staff there. And they also have a really good um podcast network, but that's that's a whole other thing. Guys at the ringer, if you want to put us on the network. Uh, we'd be interested in, in talking to you about that. Yes. Hi, Ringer. So um, they have a great, great article from a couple of years ago that is an oral history of the production of the halftime show, Prince's halftime show. And they talk about how the producer, you know, like someone, someone said, hey, why don't we try to get Prince? Now he'll never do it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he turned out to be interested. He was interested in it. And um, when they, when the producers who were these four white dudes, they came to Prince uh, they met him in Los Angeles and to talk about maybe what the show would be like. And uh, Prince said, you know what, rather than talk about it, just, just come with me. And they, they follow Prince into a rehearsal room and the band is there and they're ready to go. And he just rips into it. So he does this like mini performance for four people. And one of the producers says, I was so moved. I couldn't help myself. I pulled out my lighter and I lit it <laughs> in this little, just the four of them lit this lighter. Um, but it's an amazing read uh, and gives you all kinds of details about it. Um, like, for example, this was interesting. So typically the Super Bowl, since the since the era of these big halftime shows, they will videotape the rehearsal, right? In case, in case something goes wrong and they need to like cut that in, you know, they have to edit it in for some reason. But when they were doing that for Prince, he somehow, he, he slipped or something oh. and he accidentally, he, well, he didn't fall. That's not what I mean to say. But what he did was he somehow hit his microphone in such a way that it came back and it whacked him in the head mm. and he flat out refused to let them use that tape. And it's never been, it's never been seen. He took the tape from whoever, I guess it was CBS. He took, the, he commandeered that tape and would not allow it to be seen, for wow. example, um, which is, which is pretty great. Um, and then they also talk about 
you know, the, it started to rain, as we know, and it started to rain during the game. And, the, and all the producers of the halftime show were freaking out, like, this is going to be too dangerous and electricity, and we don't want somebody to slip and fall and blah, blah, blah. And, and they came to Prince, you know, during the game and said, hey, listen, you know what we can always do? We can play like a backing track. And you can, you can, you know, lip sync to it. You can, you can mime to it. And Prince said, and I quote, I'm Prince. I play live. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, and he, he went out there and apparently then after the fact, when he started playing it, and we're going to talk about it in a second, which was so legendary, everybody went nuts. The production team went nuts. And one of the producers talks about running from one of the suites to get down to the field to watch the show and knocking Billy Joel over in the process. <laughs> and Billy Joel was, Billy Joel apparently was screaming, it's Prince, it's Prince. I got to go see Prince. And he got up and scrambled over. To the I stage. would have given him way more props if he would have come running out and said, I'm moving out and knocked Billy Joel <laughs> over in, the same, in the same breath. That would have made me feel good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then he followed with, honesty is such a love. Right. Uh, But I I really recommend folks look up that uh, that article. It's really worth a read. It's super entertaining. It has links to that press conference performance you talked about. And of course, the halftime show as well. Um, Absolutely. And and, and just before we get into the songs, like you were saying, just like this thing seemed like it was doomed. Right. To like with the weather was like the rain. Like it had never rained for a halftime show ever. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. And one of the things, too, was um, during the stage setup, um, volunteers accidentally ran over a power wire um, right. with a rolling part of the stage. Right. So a stagehand improvised right before they were going to he started to perform and held the wires together with his hands. With his hands. During with the rainstorm. The entire length of the performance. Yeah. To keep it going. So, um I mean, come on, that's crazy. Anyway. Totally insane. And when the rain was coming down, the, apparently people were saying like, is Prince not wet? Is he not getting wet? And Morris Hayes, who is his band leader and his keyboard player for that show, and we'll talk about Morris more in a second. Morris apparently said Prince could dance underwater and not get wet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. That is um, great. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll say about that article is um, when when they get to the end and the show has been a huge success and blah, blah, blah. And Morris Hayes then went to Prince and said, like, that, that was just incredible. Like, I, I had no idea we were going to pull it off like that. And Prince said, I always make history. I mean, <laughs> there you go. That's, there that, you go. That's our guy. Um, that's our guy. Yeah, that's our guy. So, uh, yeah, so that was that. And it, it was Super Bowl 41, Colts versus Bears. Oh. Colts okay. won. Okay. I guess that was Peyton Manning. I think that I was his, think. that was Peyton's win as a Colt. Um, and uh, yeah, and so the halftime started. And what did he open with, Ed? Well, I think well, this is the thing that, you know, you and I were talking about, like, and even I remember watching it. I was surprised how many covers were involved in this performance. A lot of covers. Lot the, guy of covers. Has, the guy had a couple songs in his catalog to pick from. Right. Um, he starts with We Will Rock You, actually, right? There's a channel We Will Rock You. Which, which, and he he changed it. I think I think he says I've never I've never confirmed this, but 
because it's not just we will rock you, we will rock you. I think there's kind of thrown into the mix. We'll rock this place till the wheels come off. I think they change yeah. something, yeah. something to that effect. So yeah. It's a little different. Um, but yeah, that's what he starts with. Yeah, with we will rock you. That's what is- he starts with. And I, and I always thought he wanted to do that because, well, for one thing, it's like a, it's now become a sports anthem. It's, it's a sports thing, yeah. But absolutely. we will rock you has that giant, broad, loud guitar solo, right? And yeah. I think he wanted to play that. I think he wanted to play that that solo, you know? Yeah. Um, so it goes from we will rock you um, into... Um, Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Briefly, this is interesting too. Really briefly, uh, he plays uh, a tiny bit of the riff of 1999. Right? It's just a right. little bit of the riff. Right. Um, and of course, he also has the Florida AM marching band with him backing him up on the field yeah which is unbelievable oh and i guess should we say who was on stage with him the band should we say sure, who? yeah let's talk to that for a second yeah so we had morris hayes on keyboards and morris hayes was his band leader and was with prince for a, a number of years yeah uh, for a long time so he's out there we have josh dunham on on bass we have cora coleman on drums we have shelby J on vocals and we have the twins maya and nandy mclean and that was it. That's who was out there with them. Yep, yep, yep. And they made a huge amount of sound. And then they had the Florida A&M marching band. Yep, so he yep. plays a little bit. The band plays, the, the marching band plays on horns, that keyboard riff from 1999. And then they go right into um, Baby, I'm a Star. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, I mean, and it did have this, you know, the elements you've seen in many other halftime shows. There was some live young wet people. I mean, that's not yeah, always, they're not always they flood the stage. Unless yeah. they're sweaty. I mean, they're not always wet, but but yeah, they were there. And then, of course, like you said, the band kind of uh, gets into on, onto the field as well. Um, yeah, he goes into Baby, I'm a Star, which is great. And then he gets he, he transitions into Proud Mary. Proud Mary. 
Proud Mary. A little shout out to, uh, I don't think to John Fogarty, but rather to Ike and Tina. I think. And I think specifically Tina. Tina. Maybe just Tina. Maybe Ike wasn't really in his thoughts, but yeah, definitely Tina. And then. And then he goes into a crazy, slowed down, melancholy blues version of All Along the Watchtower. is like in any iteration of that song it's not a super bowl halftime song no know? no yeah i mean I, and i don't know if like he was like i'll do this because i well he was playing a little like i gotta throw my guitar god stuff out which i get yeah. that was yeah. the right thing for this crowd right for the general yeah. for that, on that stage right right um, but the thing that blows my mind is if you really listen to him's transition into all along the watchtower when he sings that first line all along the watchtower yeah. There's a big roar in the crowd. <laughs> like, like they're like, we've been waiting for you to sing this song. We've been waiting for this Dylan song all, this whole yeah. time. It blows my mind. Like, you hear this, like, yeah. roar of a crowd when he sings all along the watchtower. And then it was like, yeah. oh, my God, it's all along yeah. the watchtower. I'm like, I didn't know yeah. there were so many fans of that song. But, yeah. yeah. it just He just rips. And then, he go, then you know, the, he, he's only playing, like, really a medley. Is a, well, yeah. That's all Super Bowl shows ever are, is really a medley. Right. And luckily, I just want to interject and say, Prince has been playing medleys his whole career. True, true. So he really, he he always did it live. And he's, so he's really skilled at it. Yeah. Uh, It it doesn't feel clunky. It doesn't feel like you're sort of stuttering along with them. So anyway, he goes from all along the watchtower into the Foo Fighters' Best of You. I mean, it's like, okay. Yeah. And then uh, in this oral history, Taylor Hawkins, who's the drummer for the Foo Fighters, says that he was actually watching the game. He was hanging out with the guys from Rush, the band Rush. And they stepped outside for a smoke or something. And someone comes out and is like, "Uh, yo, dude, Prince is playing one of your songs on the Super Bowl. 
and he goes back in. Now, the Foo Fighters had covered not too long prior to this. They had covered Darling Nikki. That's right. So Taylor Hawkins said, I don't know if he was mad or if he was coming at us or anything, but it's pretty cool to hear your song being done by someone like Prince, who's doing it better than we ever did. (laughs) All I got to say to Taylor Hawkins, what the fuck you doing having a smoke while Prince is playing live at the halftime show? I mean, someone has to yank you in to say how you he's missed what the first six, two thirds of the show. I know. I know. So after we go from best of you, what happens next, Ed? We'll be back after a quick break. Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, we go to the song that you we've all been waiting for, right? The, the appropriate, the appropriate song given the circumstances and the weather conditions. I mean, it's as if the heavens wrote it, wrote the script out. It really rain yeah. starts to pour down as Prince plays "Purple Rain." Unbelievable, unbelievable, Just unbelievable. It, it, and and of course, it's not the whole song. It's abbreviated, but it's still stunning. And we have that great moment where like the that drop cloth sort of flies up in the air. Right. right? And we still see his silhouette and he just looks incredible. Apparently, another little factoid I found out. Scandal. There's a a little scandal. Yeah, I I remember that happening. Yeah. There's a little moment where he he looks a little phallic holding the guitar. And um, how many people do you think watch the Super Bowl? I don't don't know. Like 30 million, 40 million. million? Yeah, there's a couple of people. Yeah. How many people do you think complained out of however many tens of millions? 17 people. 150. <laughs> right. Pretty pretty minuscule that it was obscene what he did with the guitar. I remember that piece coming out about like supposedly there was this controversy because, you know, yeah. press. I said, I said this at the time. If that was really Prince exposing himself, he needs to see a doctor. <laughs> Because guys, if you if you recall, he's playing the 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 cloud guitar, symbol guitar, symbol yeah, guitar. The, the symbol guitar. So it's, yeah. it's it's crooked and it's all pointed in right. weird ways. Like, no, no, that would not no, be. No. But no, no, the song is amazing. Um, his guitar solo is incredible, and you know what? I mean, again, I this gets me a little emotional to talk about, but like, I can only imagine for him. He wrote that song with the intention of it being an arena. And of course, he played endless arenas yes, over that course. period of time, up to 2007. However, to be on that stage with, with the audience, with the number of people in the stadium, and knowing the audience who has seen this around the world, and to play that song again, yeah. is such a victory lap. It must have felt, I can't even imagine. I mean, I, I know I, I, I got emotional just hearing people sing along to it. All that stuff. It was just, it was incredible. 
Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, in rewatching the clip now, as we prep for this little mini pod, it's emotional watching it now because he's gone. Yeah. And, and and the power of it. And um, the, the thing I was struck by in the performance, as I always was struck by him, is his ability as a performer. His charisma is sort of boundless. Right. Yeah. But there's something that happens. I don't know if I can explain this. Like, I feel like there's something that happens for a man who, when he was off stage, could be strange, odd, perhaps deliberately so aloof. Sort right. of hard to pin down all of those things that he was famous for. But when he's on stage, he is wholly and completely like a man of the people. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, saying to the crowd at the Super Bowl, somebody take my picture and, and saying, can I play this guitar? Which is, you know, I know he would say that in all, a lot of events, but like somehow that moment of him saying, can I play this guitar? I'm asking permission of you because I am of you. Right. And and uh, it's a, it's a remarkable transformation yeah. to see yeah. him be able to to do that, and um, it really is the greatest Super Bowl performance of of all time. It really is. It really Agreed. is. Agreed. It's great. It's great. So um, Ed and I just wanted to acknowledge that here we are at the 15th anniversary of that performance, and just give a little some fun little facts and figures about it, and a um, mm. little bit of history. Yep. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I don't know what else is there to say. Ed? Is there anything else? No, not much say? more. I mean, no. I mean, I think I would love to hear your your guys' thoughts. Like as a fan, yeah. did you were you a curmudgeon like me, thinking Prince will never play the Super Bowl? Right. He's, too, he's, Super Bowl. Too, he's too much of an artist to play the Super yeah. Bowl. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Do we know, Jared? Because I don't know if this is the numbers out there. Do we have any sense of what he got paid to play? We do not. Yeah, okay. no, I was not able to track that down, but the NFL uh, has fairly deep pockets, as does as do the networks. So I'm well, sure they played, they paid him whatever he wanted. I'm sure he at least got a free Pepsi, at least the one, because Pepsi was a sponsor of that. It was a sponsor. I don't know if the the band probably didn't get any, but he, he yeah, he, true. He probably, he probably got at least one Pepsi. That's a good um, but yeah, I'd love to hear what folks think about it. Like, what what are your memories? I've seen it. I'm sure. Yeah, what are your memories of it? What are other like? Where does it rank for you among the Super Bowl shows? Are there other ones that you particularly liked or didn't like? Or you know, we'd like to hear that too, mm-hmm. um, for sure. So, for folks listening today, uh, have a great Sunday. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Yeah, go Bengals. Go Bengals. We're 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 Team Bengal here at WinDev's podcast, um, and. Uh, yeah, that's it. But just a quick little bonus little thing we wanted to share. Everybody who's listening today, uh, have a great Sunday. Enjoy the game. And we will see you next time on Dove, when Dove's podcast. Love you. Bye. I never meant to cause you to Never meant to cause you any pain. I didn't want to one time see you laughing, babe. Only want to see you, see you laughing, yeah. In the purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. Purple rain.
Charge!